when you teach children, we always want the children to come out and pray for me because we never want them to be shy. Shyness can be a curse that robs your children of their possibilities and opportunities. Do not prophesy it over your children. Don't say, oh, they're shy, they're shy, they're shy. Don't say that. They're bold. They're courageous. They look at people when they speak. Come on. They speak up for themselves. Speak that over them. Be, you, you watch what you say. You speak shyness, you reap it. So speak that over them. And you know, when she first came out, she couldn't talk. I would tell her what to say. Now she's starting to pray on her own. One day she's going to preach Amen. on her own. Amen? All of them. And so you, you, you cultivate that in their heart as a, as a child. Amen? So giving is the lifestyle of every Christian because giving is the lifestyle of the Trinity. It's the lifestyle of our Lord. Because the Father gave the Son. For God so loved that he gave. And Jesus said, I will not leave you alone. I will give you the, the Comforter, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. The Allos Paracletus. Allos is like the, like, um, you ever burn yourself and you get an aloe plant? Anybody know what I'm talking about? My family's from the Bahamas. It would grow out. And, and you get an aloe plant and you put the aloe on the skin. And the reason the aloe plant is able to give nutrients to your skin cell is because it's another cell of the same kind. Allos means another of the same kind. I will send you the allos paracletus. I will send you another me of the same kind. And paraclete is someone who stands alongside to help. If I said you're my paraclete, it means you're here to help me. So the Holy Spirit is our allos paracletus. He is another of the same kind to stand alongside to help you. Isn't the Lord beautiful? I only break down the Hebrew in this service because y'all are the real smart, bright ones that come the third service. But he is generous in his nature. And the Father gave the Son, the Son gave the Holy Spirit, and maybe some of you are waiting for a massive breakthrough before you can be generous towards the Lord, but I would submit to you as gently and as boldly as possible that the Father gave Jesus before a single person was born again. That he gave Jesus in faith, hoping you would get saved. That Jesus died, he gave his life in faith, not knowing if you would or wouldn't. He gave his life in faith, not, well, I'm not going to die if they're going to act a fool. If they, if they don't, if they don't, I'm not going to. See, anytime I ever see homeless people or people on the side of the road asking for money, and I have it, always give them money. And people say, why do you do that? You know, they're just going to take it and squander. I said, it don't matter. I said, I give it because God has given to me. And let me tell you, God gave to me, and I have squandered it. God gave, God gave, how many of you, God gave you forgiveness and you took the forgiveness and you squandered it. Come on, anybody? How many of you, God gave you grace? And you took the grace and you squandered the grace. Come on, anybody? I have. And, that, and so I always give them money, regardless what they do with it. They may take it and squander it. 
but, but God gave to me. And I, I have squandered it. And he still gave it to me. Come on, isn't he good? He still gave it to me. He gave it to me knowing I would misuse it. And at times in my life, abuse it. And he still gave it to me. And this is where the Bible says, it is the goodness of the Lord that leads to repentance. another copy of my flesh I'm already trying to kill my own I need you to be like the Lord amen you got to tell the little ones they snap at each other we don't Jesus doesn't we don't Jesus would not do that that is not like the Lord I don't want to wash the dishes on this is this is worship this is worship worship is doing what you don't worship is doing what God wants you to do when you don't want to do it I don't need you to sing songs. I need you to go wash the dishes. Amen. This is sacrifice to the Lord. Do it as doing it unto the Lord. Teach your children to serve. Serve one another. It will unlock destiny in their life. We do this because the Lord. Well, you're not going to be able to not spend time with Jesus, not pray, not teach him to pray, and then them be generous, kind, loving, serving. This is not going to happen. They're going to be selfish and rude. and They're going to be in their flesh. So in order to do this, you've got to pray. You have to spend time with the Lord. Can I get an amen? amen. Jeremiah 32, verse 40, put it on the screen, says, I will make an everlasting covenant with them that I will not turn away from them to do them good. How many of you want the Lord to do good to you? The Lord will not turn away from you. But... I will put my fear in their hearts. Who will put his fear in their heart? God. He says, I will put my fear in you. How many of you want to fear the Lord? A fear of the Lord is where you say, I am, I am now fearful to do my day without spending time with Jesus. I realize I am not like him without spending time with him. I'm not going to be a good student, son, daughter, husband, wife, business leader, entrepreneur. I'm not going to be able to do any of this without that. So when you spend time with him, he said, I will put my fear in you. Look at it. I will put my fear in the hearts that they shall not depart from me. This whole in and out of God, in and out of church, in and out of relationship comes because you don't have a fear of the Lord. Once God puts his fear in you, you're steady. You're stable. You're steadfast. Money can come, money can go. You're like a rock. Friends can come, friends can go. You're anchored. You understand what I'm saying? Good times in society, bad times in society. Anchor, you weather storms. You may bend all the way over, but you come back because you're anchored. You got roots in Jesus. Come on, can I get an amen? Okay. And they shall not depart from me. Jude one twenty four. write it down. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. All these people say, you can't live a life free from sin. What are they going to do with this verse? Christians can't not sin. Well, what are you going to do with this? Either you lying or I think I'm going to believe the word. 
over your opinions. Now unto him, not unto you, not unto you trying hard. The kingdom of God is not a kingdom of try hard. It is a kingdom of yield, of surrender unto him that is able. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Who's able to keep you from falling? You can't even save yourself from sin. Save yourself from sin. Go now, do it. Give yourself eternal life. Go, do it now. You can't do it. You can't give yourself eternal life. You can't give yourself, you can't set yourself free from sin. See, we believe it when it comes to our salvation. We don't believe it when it comes to living like Jesus. We come down to the altar and say, I can't save myself. Save me, Jesus. But then we walk out here and go, I'm going to try hard. And then you sin and you come back and say, oh, Jesus, I sin. Forgive me. I need to be saved. This week, I'm going to try harder. The kingdom is not try hard. You cannot do it. Just like you can't go out there and lift your car. Go out there and lift the car, carry it home. You can't do it. You cannot do it. So why are you trying? Stop trying and yield. Hey family, thank you so much for joining us here on our YouTube channel. I pray that this sermon has blessed and encouraged your life. Most importantly, helped you become more like Jesus. If you want to watch the full sermon, uh, please go to my personal YouTube channel, Jonathan Brozozog. That's B-R-O-Z-O-Z-O-G. Thank you so much. And thank you for your heart to partner with us on this message of truth, which is the message of Jesus. Thank you for being a truth partner. We'll see you real soon. everything you pray for happens because you're only asking God for the things that are in his heart. You're not asking God for a man and then you get the man and you're like, oh God, you got to get this man out of my life. And then you ask God for a job and you're like, oh my God, I hate these people. You got to get me out of this job. This is all your flesh. But when you spend time with the Lord, the Holy Spirit will only ask the Father for things that are his perfect will. Herein, put the verse up, Verse 8, herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples, not Christians. Christians was a derogatory term that was given to us by the Romans, I think, in Antioch. And they were like, look at those people, they're, they're Christians. Look at Christian, Christian. Oh. And, the, and the disciples embraced it. They embraced it. Jesus never called them Christians. So we had disciples who were called Christians. Now we have Christians who are not disciples. A disciple means that you have discipline. You cannot call yourself a disciple and have no discipline. The words are synonymous with each other. To be a disciple means that you have discipline. Abide, not visit. It's not about visiting the presence of God. It's about staying in the presence of God. And it's, if you miss one day in the presence of God, your heart gets rusty. I have a little, 
I have a little car. I like little cars because I feel fast in it. And it's a little car. I barely fit in it. And, and I like to get in it, and I feel fast. And so I looked at the car the other day when I pulled up in the driveway. I had driven it a couple of days, and the front caliber, the front brake, I could see it. It's rusted. The rotor's rusted. It's, it's, it's rusted. Just, just, just after not driving it just a few days, it's rusted. Have you ever gotten your car that you hadn't driven in a couple of days, and you, the brakes are squeaky for a little bit? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Just, 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 and you're like, I just drove this last. That's what happens with your heart. Your heart grows cold. Come on. In, in like a, a day, two days. It's like getting food at Taco Bell. You have to eat it before you're out of the drive through. <laughs> Am I right about it? You can't eat Taco Bell when you get home. You get home, it looks like a science project. You're like, what is this thing? It looks terrible. You, your heart will grow cold faster than you realize. Your flesh does not contain or keep the heat of the Holy Spirit well. You have to stay burning with the oil. You have to turn your heart towards him. And there's only one way to connect to Jesus. Only one way. One way, forget the world. Just forget the world. Paul said, he said, Demas, my friend, hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. To guard your heart, for out of it proceeds all the issues of life. I was listening to Ed Young the other day. I shared it with the staff. He said the average person loses seven meaningful relationships in their life. The average pastor or minister loses seven meaningful relationships every year. How do you navigate it? Jesus. I'm not going to be... The only way I'm able to stand here in front of you after 20 years... 20 years of losing meaningful relationships is I kept one. Self-self? Self-love! I will say to myself, self, you have many good things. You've worked hard. You've laid up for many years. Take, eat, drink, be merry. And the Lord would say, you fool. Tonight your soul is required of you. You will die tonight. And what will happen with all of your stuff? Go to storage wars. Fighting over your knickknacks and nonsense. All of your junk you fought and died and sacrificed for and they throw it in the trash. They don't care about it. Just throw it in the dump. Oh, why do you keep this? This is junk. You kept and fighting, and scraping, and saving, and cheating, and lying, and steal. And they throw in the trash. And only what you do for God counts. Colossians 3 3, last verse. For you died. Everybody say, For you died. Come, Nicholas. For you died. You have to die. Listen to me. If you are struggling in your walk with Jesus, 
It's because you're doing it wrong. So what happens is you're like Nicholas. You come to the altar and you pray a prayer. Lord, forgive me. And then you walk out of here and you, Satan is waiting for you. And you don't pray. You don't get up in the morning and pray. So you have to get up and pick up your cross. Jesus said, listen to the words of Jesus. He says, you have to pick up your cross. And if you're not willing to pick up your cross, you cannot be my disciple. Well, what does he want me to do? Carry a cross through Maple Grove? No. He wants you, he wants you to get up in the morning and spend time in his presence dying on the cross. Killing your flesh on the cross. This is the heart of God. If you do not do it, then you will not live a victorious life. He will beat you up all week. You will come back in here next Sunday full of guilt, shame, condemnation. You'll pray a prayer of salvation. You walk out. You still don't pray. He beat you up all week. You come back. You pray the prayer of salvation. And you walk out and go, I'm going to try harder. And then after three, four weeks, three, four months, you walk away. You go, this don't work. This is crazy. And you leave. Because you thought praying a five-second prayer at the altar was going to take the place of you spending hours with Jesus. And it's not. You do people an injustice when you teach them. Come to the altar, pray one prayer, and that's all you ever have to do. Your life's going to be changed. It's not going to be changed. It's not going to be changed. Because you have to go to the cross. And you know what your flesh don't want to do? They don't want to go to the cross. Jesus didn't want to go to the cross. But he said, not my will. I don't want to get up in the morning and pray. But not my will. I don't want to get up, and, but not my will. You will be done. And so if you don't do that, you won't live a victorious life. It's that simple. It's not complicated. The gospel is easy. It's surrender. You have to surrender every day. So Nicholas comes, and what, what the enemy wants to do, come Nicholas, what the enemy wants to do is drive you. So you, you come to the altar, you pray a prayer, and what Satan does is he takes you out all week, and he tries to push you to the edge. Come, now you, I'm going to push you over. He, he buffets you all week. He hits you, hits you, hits you, hits you, hits you. All week long, morning and night, arrows that flyeth by day, he hits you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Paul said that Satan has buffeted me. He tries to wear you out. And you're trying, to, you're trying hard. You're trying to do it in your flesh. You can't do it. And this is where he hits you. But this is what it says in Colossians 3.3. 3. Put it up. It says, for you died. Everybody say, for you died. See, Satan trying to bring you to the edge. And I know some of y'all at the edge. Because y'all go to the edge and you ask me questions like, how drunk is drunk? What do, you, what do you mean? What, we're not dating. We're just, you, you're trying. How close can I get to the edge? Okay. For you died. Everybody say for you died. You don't call people. If they're calling you to come to the club, it's because you're still alive. You don't call dead people to hang out. You have to die. Where you stop answering the phone, you stop hanging out with them, and they go, she's dead to me. Thank you, Jesus. Now I'm dead. He's dead to me. Fine. 
Thank you, Lord. I'm now dead to them. Now I can live. Now I can live. For you died. Everybody say, for you died. Turn to somebody and say, you died. You died. You gone. And your life is now what? So all, if you don't die every day, Satan finds you. He buffets you, hits you all week, hits you, wear you out. Come on, you do what I say. That's how Satan do with you. He, all week, he, you live like that. In and out of porn, in and out of addiction, in and out of lying, attitude, drama, stress, frustration, addiction. You live like that. And he wear you out. Until you die on the cross in the morning. You die. The fear of God comes in your life. He keeps you from falling. For you died. And your life is now hidden in Christ. Look at it. And your life is now hidden. I'm sorry. Not in Christ. With Christ. Your life is now hidden with Christ. Christ and the reason Satan don't buffet you is because he can't find you he can't find you this is how you live a life free from sin the only way to live a life free from sin is you have to die once you die death is freedom Death is freedom. Once you die, guess what? Else, guess what? You don't have to pay no more. Bills, taxes. Come on, I don't. I don't care what John owe you. If he die, you ain't gonna get it. It's over. If Rachel owe you, it's over. You go. You go. It's over. You ain't getting it because she's free. Death is freedom. Come on, can I get an amen? Death is freedom. He whom the Son is set is free indeed. But you can't be free if you don't die. How you get free is you die. So you have to get up in the morning and die. Once you die, your life is hidden. So Satan can't, you walk amongst, you can walk in the fiery furnace. And not smell like smoke. You can walk amongst lions and demons and, and principalities and they can't touch you. That's what the Bible says, that wicked one touches you not because he can't find you. Because your life is hidden with Christ. With Christ. With Christ. Not in Christ, with Christ. And let's say, let's say he's struggling with addiction. He's struggling with lust. He's struggling with pornography. He's struggling with all kinds of problems in his life. And the reason you can't, you don't got to worry about it. You just walk with me. You walk with me. And you trust. You trust. Don't worry about edges. Because I am with you. Wheresoever thou goest. And you learn to trust him. And you learn to follow his voice. Even when you cannot see, you learn to walk by faith and not by sight. And you learn to trust the Lord. Lean upon Jesus. And you don't lean on your own understanding. 
you acknowledge him that he may direct your path. And you no longer pray prayers like, Lord, help me stop looking at porn because as long as you walk with him, you'll never go there. And you don't say things like, God, help me not to do it. He just says, just walk with me. We'll never even go there. I'll never lead you there. I'll never take you there. I'll never steer you in negative directions. I'll never steer you into gossip. I'll never steer you into lying. I'll never steer you into depression or anxiety or fear. And you hold my hand and you walk on top of stuff that other people sink in because you are with Jesus. Your life is hidden with Jesus. Your life is hidden with Jesus. Your life is hidden with Jesus. Can you imagine the blessings that come by being hand in hand with Jesus? Sickness cannot be with Jesus. Death cannot be with Jesus. Depression cannot be with Jesus. Anxiety cannot be with Jesus. Low self-esteem cannot be with Jesus. And you hold the hand of the Savior and you walk day by day, step by step, through your 20s and through your 40s and through your 50s in your 60s and oh how sweet it is to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to know that thou art with me this is the life of a Christian this is the life of a believer it's not trying hard it's surrender. It's yield. It's picking up your cross and living for Jesus. Like the Apostle Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. And the life that I live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who died and gave himself for So to the enemy, you fake your own death every day. And he cannot find you because he thinks you're dead. Satan is not trying to discourage or buffet dead people. He thinks you're gone. You might as well be in glory because he can't find you. And that wicked one touches you not amen give Nicholas the praise this is the life that God wants for all of you this is the life of victory 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 in Jesus my savior forever this is the heart the older church knew this. The church we grew up in, this is, why, this is how they survived. Church would be like four hours and you'd come back for Sunday night. <laughs> because they were dead to the world. Now church has become about, you know, let's just get people in and out as quick as we can because people got to get back to the world. 
and, and they live a life of defeat. And young people can see through it. And so this is a life of victory. You get something out of this today? Come on, give the Lord a praise.